Hi folks, this is David Brown. Welcome to the latest episode of the Bullshit Detective podcast. Uh, today I have been talking to Dan Mason, who is a guy I met through LinkedIn. Uh, we, well, he proposed the subject of talking about efficiency in business, and that's where we started, but it did tend to spiral off into other things, which is uh, quite interesting, I suppose, in itself. But have a listen. Uh, hopefully you will enjoy it, and I will catch you briefly at the end. Cheers now. Yeah, Hello. Hello, Dan. How you doing, mate? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good. So welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you. As grand as it sounds, which it isn't really. <laughs> Is um, my audio coming through? Good? Yeah, yeah. It's all good. Yeah. It's all good. So we'll just crack on. We're recording yeah, yeah. now. So, um, and I just tend to do, well, look, we'll just waffle on and yeah. um, see where it goes. But the subject, well, you chose actually, or suggested was efficiency, was it not? Yes. Um, and so, this is this is efficiency. I don't know in in, in regards to. I mean, because we we, we talk, I suppose we've talked about our careers. We've talked about me in manufacturing, and you've been in the asbestos industry. Yep. Yep. So you, I know you have some views on on that, and I suspect yeah. the inefficiencies are for the same kind of reasons, regardless of the industry. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So I, I was kind of thinking, you know, it, it's kind of business in general, isn't it? So, you know, you've, you've got sort of, you've got businesses that seem to sort of, they like to, they like to sort of steer the course, you know, businesses that seem to t- have this mentality that uh, of, well, me and you have discussed this before, you know, we've done it before, so we'll always do it that way, you know? Yep, yep. Um, and I think this, uh, this is one of the biggest issues within business within the UK certainly I don't know about the rest of the world but certainly in the UK many many businesses you know especially being very active on LinkedIn is seeing that mentality play out in various different guises you know you you sort of question someone about oh you know they might be complaining about their business and it's and the way it's and the way it's sort of performing and then you sort of like start drilling into the the fundamentals of their business and you immediately find out that they're very sort of stubborn on their on their nope we, well, no th- we we have to do it this way because xyz and it's like well why is that you know yeah 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 no i think so i mean i, I suppose you know we're talking about change and change management and, and i've mm. you know in my career i've been brought in you know as far as the interviews are concerned specifically to to improve things um, and then just hit barrier after barrier, mm. um, you know, with them not wanting to invest money and all that kind of thing. And I think yeah. people get a bit confused. I mean, efficiency is just one measure, if you like. Um, yeah. And it's a bit of a vague word. I think one it of is, the main yeah. issues that, that businesses have, and I don't know if this is just UK, um, but if you compare it to sort of, I don't know, you know, well, Toyota back in the day and, you know, mm. the, the Toyota, Toyota way of doing things and the birth of lean manufacturing and all that stuff. Yeah, I remember um, the these... uh, the advert. <laughs> yeah, but the, but the issue yeah. is is that they don't really understand what the problem is, and mm. therefore they put measures in place. And most companies just measure the financials. Very rarely do they measure yep. anything else. Um, yep. In manufacturing, they do that more so. But actually, you know, most of the companies I work for don't. Yep. But they're not measuring the right stuff. No. Um, no. 
And when they do put measures in place, that, that just becomes the only thing they pay attention to. So, you know, turnover, in fact, it's generally just things like turnover, you know, monthly yeah. turnover, monthly targets, all that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, <clears throat> we, we, yeah, without any real thought going into what happens for them to get to that. Agreed. But the, yes. And the problem, problem you have, particularly in, monies that do, in companies that do make money, is that they don't care. Yes. If they're making loads of money, they talk the talk about improving, <coughs> but they don't necessarily really want to do it. No. Because it takes some effort. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's funny, I was talking to John McCulloch uh, about uh, he, rec- I think it was, it was either today or yesterday, he replied back to someone that sort of listed five things that are sort of like common, uh, that are common sort of things that, that people don't realise about business. Um, and one of them was um, that he uh, he couldn't. Um, I can't I can't remember the, the, for the life of me what it is. We'll come back to it. But yeah, yeah, that's fine. yeah, the, yeah. The, the upshot of it is is that you know essentially you know you oh fuck it I've completely lost my train of thought. That's right. It will come. It will come. <laughs> it will come back. This is all part of doing a real podcast. It is. So well, go on, you talk, was... and I'm going to find it on LinkedIn. Yeah, I, look, I, I suppose. I suppose sort of where where we're at now is it's, it's not really about efficiency. That's the word we started with because efficiency, mm-hmm. as I say, that's one aspect of, you know, I, I suppose certainly manufacturing and efficiency is something that that is that is measured. It's it's something that's specifically measured. Yes. Um, but uh, I don't know where, where my thing is going. I think having been in manufacturing now, come out of that and worked with other businesses, I've realised how much of the thinking from a good manufacturing business can be transferred into any business because business business, is business. Yeah. Yeah. So I see it very differently now, whereas it was, you know, in my early days, I was very much focused on the how stuff's made. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the technical, the processes and, you know, Mm. the individual things that happen to a part to take it from a lump of metal to, to this fancy component with, with that's a nice color. Um, And more into, I suppose, systems thinking, um, to be yeah. able to see these businesses as as a system of people, machines, you know, all that kind of stuff um, that all work together or not, but all have an impact on one another. You know, so that's where my, my in the early days, my, my thinking about continuous improvement, you know, don't make big changes because actually big changes often screw you up. If you try and change too many things at one time, you don't know which ones worked and which ones haven't. You know, that kind of stuff. And I think that's another mistake that the, the businesses make. They just try and do everything at once. Oh, you're still there. You're not still there. Dan. Hello. Hello. Right. Take three or four. <laughs> or twelve. Right. Yes. So... Um, you were talking about a, a post that you saw around um, someone saying what they thought the responsibilities of a business owner were yeah. in relation to their people. So if, I don't know, if you want to have a quick recap of that, because I've got some, I think I've got some things to respond with. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, so the, the premise of the post it was saying that um, the point one of the post was you are responsible for the livelihood of your employees and their families. Yeah. Um, and uh, sort of the the issue that I take with that is that, well, 
I, I, I don't think that you're responsible for them in that way. Like, I think the only thing that you're really responsible for your employees are provided them income and job security yeah. and as decent a place to work, work as possible, you know? And, yeah. and when we're talking about efficiency, you know, I think the, the sort of mentality at work you know, plays a massive part in the productivity Yes. Um, well, you, you get people who, you know, if they're demotivated, they will work much, much less efficiently. Efficiently, you know, not not intentionally, but their, well, I hate this word, but their mindset, you know. Yeah, well, it, it creeps in, I suppose, and I, and I think what I, I suppose how I interpret that comment isn't that that an employer is, you know, totally responsible for for their people, but as you say, they're there's a responsibility to provide them with, I don't know, a consistent opportunity to earn money. Yes. They don't have to guarantee that because it's a two-way relationship. Yeah. So it's up to the employees to do their bit too. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and, and as you say, providing a, you know, a decent place to work. Um, and I suppose at least, you know, if they satisfy that part of things and they treat them well, and it's a decent, again, it's one of those words, culture, Yeah. then they're doing everything they need to do. They're not responsible for what they do outside of work. Yeah. Um, you know, but equally, I think, you know, to add to that, companies are becoming, are having more requirements now of mm. what people do outside of work. For example, social media. Yeah. Um, they, are, they are drug testing and all that kind of stuff. Yes. You know, which which I can, you know, not, not not saying that's wrong. No. But this is now starting to invade in into what people do outside of work in the same way that, you know, and I know I know things have changed and laws have changed, but mm. you know, companies who will just bombard people with emails twenty four hours a day. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, and and expect, you know, not 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 even sort of overtly say, you know, we expect you to be available all the time. Mm. But they still act as if they expect them to be available all the time. Yeah, yeah, I've had so that. The, yeah, so the edges are the edges are blurred. Yeah, I think. Um, but fundamentally, I, I don't know. I suppose does this does this sort of go back to actually a business's responsibility is to run the business in a way that it's sustainable for yeah, well, you know for, to, to, for into the future, so that people can rely on it as being an opportunity to to earn a living because you know you do get companies where people people just skim all the money out of it don't they yes it's a lifestyle yeah, business yeah. and they live that you know and, and you know business yeah. owners who just you know go into same fancy hotels and drive yeah. around with bmws and mercedes and yeah yeah but also keep going out of business and then starting up again and yeah. keep going out of business <laughs> yeah. and all that kind of stuff to write off their debt so so from that point of view i suppose sort of morally ethically then I think that's what businesses should be doing. They should be yeah. running running businesses in a an honest way. Yeah, a cost. Um, yeah. So you know, the business shouldn't be the cause of people losing their jobs. No, no, not at all. And I've I've actually worked at a business like that as well. And you know, it's it really, really does. Like as you say, it affects the culture. You know, because people people see those things. You know, if they see that the directors are driving around in sort of like a seven series BMW, and you think like I'm driving around in a Vauxhall Corsa to get yeah. to work, 
<laughs> you know, and and that, they're driving around in a hundred grand car. You know, where's where's the where's the sense in that? You know. Yeah, I suppose there isn't. I mean, this is, a, I suppose, a big subject anyway. The sort of uh, disparity, yeah. <laughs> the disparity between what people earn, you know, um, business leaders as opposed to the guys at the very bottom. Yeah. I say bottom. That's not. I don't like that word because actually we're all just people doing a job. Um, well, yeah. So, so the money sort of all shifts one way it seems. I mean, I suppose yeah. if you own your if you own your own business, you run that business. You take all the responsibility. Why shouldn't you? Why shouldn't yeah. you run, drive around in a in a Mercedes and and have all the holidays in the big house and stuff? Yeah, but not at the cost of people's jobs. No, and in particular, I think the difference is when we're talking about corporate companies or when we're talking about sort of uh, like bigger corporate companies, or whether we're talking about sort of or when I say bigger corporate companies, still SMEs, but sort of the the, the upper end of that, you know. Yeah where you don't you don't get the owner really sort of owning the company anymore you know it's it's a series of directors and a and a a load of shareholders kind of thing that that, that you never hear of or know exists really as, as yeah sort of it'll be yeah idea. it'll be yeah. A, an investment company of some kind yeah yeah um you know i think I've, I've worked in i've worked in those kind of businesses and i've also worked in you know family-run businesses yeah um and family-run businesses tend to be a bit more, I don't know, paternal, if that's the right word. Yes. Yeah. Um, which in itself causes some problems. Certainly does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you do get that sort of parent-child relationship thing happening a bit. Yeah, yeah I've uh, seen that before. And again, using the word we don't like, the culture, that, that sort of has an impact on that because people tend to be, I don't know, maybe Lazy. a bit more, or, or subservient in a, in a different way to how they might be in a bigger company. Yeah. Um, so in a bigger company, maybe you do have a bit more naturally have a bit more sort of autonomy, um, within yeah. a structure, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Those definitely. Smaller businesses, they don't seem to be, they don't seem to have the same sort of level of process that bigger companies do. Um, but I have, I worked in those businesses where, you know, the guy at the top just ends up answering questions all day because no one will make a decision. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it, that's a, and that's that sort of pass the buck kind of thing, isn't it? Well, yeah. I, I suppose it is, but then you know that uh, you know this is where the work I do comes in because there's a whole load of thinking going on behind that. Mm. Um, you know, so uh, again, been in the company where the guy like, just moans about it. It's like, these people just keep coming to me all the time, um, <laughs> and it's stuff that they could just decide themselves. And it's like, well, yeah, that's your fault, mate. Yeah, you've yeah. you've created that. Yeah. It's the same as raising kids. Yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah. Like, me, me and my wife at the, on Sunday at some place football, she doesn't normally come with, with us, but she did this time. Yeah. Um, just for our time, she's like, oh, has he got his drink? I don't know. You know, I, was, I said, I don't know. It's his responsibility. I keep telling yeah. him. So, yeah. you know, so, oh, oh, well, right. I need to go and find him. It's like, well, okay, you can. If you do, it's just reinforcing the fact that he doesn't need to bring his drink with him. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the yeah. same. I'm not saying, that, you know, these adults aren't children. But in many ways, they—that—that's what's sort of being created. That's that kind of relationship. Yeah. Well, I think I—I I mean, I'm not sure about you, but uh, obviously, having got out of sort of uh, employment, the employment world, the rat race, so to speak. Yeah. You know, you fundamentally you are treated like a child in a lot of ways. You know, yes. and you know, you 
you're told when it's basically school plus one, isn't it? You know, you, 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 you're told when to go to lunch, you know, what to wear to some extent, like you say, you know, whether you're what, what, what substances or enjoyment that you're having outside of work starts playing a factor in, in, in a nine to five job. I, you know, those sort of things, I, I don't, I, it doesn't surprise me that you then get people who don't know how to make these decisions for themselves, you know, because they, they're not given any of those, those opportunities in even the most basic of things, you know? No, so it sort of plays in. I, mean, look, I suppose my view of of people generally is that in well, many people, maybe most of us, maybe all of us, in some way stop growing up at some point yeah. in our lives, and that might be in certain circumstances we behave childlike. You know, we we, we yeah. behave like a thirteen year old teenager or an eight year old kid, whatever. Yeah, and I know this from my own experience. Um, so I think when people are unhappy, they they often revert to that time. Yeah. Mm. revert to the time that it reminds them of and that, that yeah. you know that, that that takes you back to school that's where we learn it we learn yeah. to 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 well just to listen to people in authority and it, we, it's conditioned into us yeah and, and we do we do what we're it. told yeah yeah and we and we don't challenge it so i think that's that's the biggest challenge for a lot of businesses is to break that down yeah um and it doesn't come from just telling people to make their own decisions no you have to allow them to make their own decisions and that yeah. takes time in fact you you do have to sort of force them question i was just like someone if someone used to come up and ask me a question i'd say well what would you do if you were me they'd yeah say, well i do I, they say oh well i'd do this and i said well go and do that then <laughs> yeah 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 100 yeah, yeah. yeah um unless it's it... a unless it's a decision that maybe i i know more about you know because i'm mm. a different i'm in a different place in the business i might know a bit more information the, you know the bigger picture all that kind of thing operational yeah 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 yeah, so sorry, you were going to say something. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so like going back to sort of like you know when we're talking about sort of um, you know whether or whether you can or can't wear sort of like a shirt or a tie or you know sort of all of those sort of things. I think changing those sort of cultures they might might seem minor, but I think they play a bigger part in in the the overall sort of mentality of 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 what is going on at work. You know, if someone can decide. Hmm. I feel like wearing a pair of jeans to work today. You know that 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 small freedom creates a uh, creates a a, a, a culture, <laughs> a, yeah. a mindset of I I can make decisions for myself. You know, even if yes. they're basic ones. You know, and I think companies focus too much on professionalism and not enough on 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 breeding a an environment where their employees come in to do their absolute best every day you know yeah and they I, I think in, it, they come that, in to do as they're told yeah i mean that, that sort of and i guess it, you know, it depends on the kind of work that you're doing mm. um you know if you're working in in manufacturing and it's a high volume product on automated machinery then there's a very specific way of doing things and there's not much you can do yeah. to change that yeah um i think the whole clothing thing you know, that sort of ties into people being able to express themselves a bit more. Yeah. You know, to be able to um, have a bit of their own personal stuff on their desk, all those sort of things, you know, yeah. just to be, just to sort of make it a bit more, a bit, a bit more them. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, so, and I have worked in companies where they have, you know, a uniform, you know, not, not, not like, you know, to the extent of McDonald's have a uniform, <laughs> but, you know, polo shirts yeah. and all that kind of thing. Again, yeah. actually, there's some advantages to that because you don't have to buy any clothes for work. Yeah. Yeah, you can just you can just ruin the ones they give you. 
Um, <laughs> and then, the, and then there are, you know, the McDonald's. But that's there. understandable, isn't it? You know, so, I mean, you take McDonald's or sort of manufacturing, say for example, you know, the guy on the on the steel press, obviously, he's going to need to wear some overalls and and some safety equipment and stuff like that, and he's going to be happy to do that because. Yeah he's not going to want to screw up his own clothes sort of thing. You know, same as McDonald's, you know, you're not going to want to wear your own clothes in and come, come home having them stink of burgers and stuff, you know, even Absolutely. after you've washed them. So it does make sense in some, uh, some aspects, but uh, I, what I find is those kind of jobs where you don't really need to think too much, you know, for yourself, you know, there's, there's certain, certain things that, that, that you, sort of have to follow taking mcdonald's as a classic example you know pe people there they literally follow a recipe from start to finish with everything that they do their processes are immaculate in in some aspect yeah. you know yeah. and and that makes sense um but when we're talking about sort of like office environments and things like that where you know there's as long as you come in and you do your work there isn't a great deal of of sort of this this regimented sort of proce uh, processes involved it's about creating that that environment for them where essentially i mean i i'm not sure how you feel about it but when we're talking about terms of efficiency like work from home seems to be still very very sort of frowned upon and very sort of oh no don't want to get involved in that sort of thing you know because they don't trust their employees enough to be at home and do the same amount of work that they would if they were in work. Yeah. When the funny thing is, is the statistics say the complete opposite. Yeah, and I, mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't know why that is. It's an interesting one. So it's, I suppose you, you could get trust. people in any business. You get people who have a lot of work to do and people who don't have much. Yeah. And you get the people who will make it look like they're working. Yeah. So if they then work at home, they've they haven't got much work to do. They just get it done. Yeah. Um, you still might have those people who don't have too much work to do. So I don't know. It, it, it becomes it becomes less visible what's happening. So I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't know if it's just as simple as they don't trust the people, but they don't trust that they can know what's going on. Yes. So maybe they yeah, don't exactly. trust themselves. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's it. Is because they uh, because they've created that culture where you know it's it's that sort of you know people don't want to do the work they uh, you know I, me personally i i've only worked at places where i've wanted to work you know if i if i've started at a company and i feel like i'm i'm not there to want to work i'm there because they want me to work you know I, i'm i'm there probably weeks you know maybe a few months at the most you know um and uh, but that's obviously where I'm I'm quite sort of outspoken, quite opinionated. But I yeah. can imagine where people aren't so much like that. You know, they they'll come in and they'll just be like, I can't wait to finish. I can't be bothered to do any work. You know, the amount of people that complain about Monday. Yeah. You know, all of those sort of things. They are the things that that when you when you apply those to home life, actually, what you'd probably find is that because they've got that freedom, okay, they might not do eight hours of solid work like they would at work, but they would maybe spread that out through the day. They would, you know, have have time to time in the garden, you know, doing bits and pieces. They'd eat when they felt like they needed to eat, go to the toilet when they felt like going to the toilet. All of those yeah. sort of things. They might spend a little bit more time on social media, but fundamentally, if they're getting the same or more work done in a day 
the only way to really realistically find that out is to is to extend that trust to their employees and find that out for themselves and then when we're talking about efficiency you know all of that cost of someone having to drive to work you know the 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 cost of running an office environment and all of that sort of stuff you know you immediately strip all of that cost out of your business yeah so yeah. i mean so from a numbers point of view it makes absolute sense and yeah. obviously it can't it can't be done you know if someone's on a shop floor running a machine they can't do that at home um yeah. so there is a load of, of 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 waste taken out of the the process yeah as for, you know for the, for the things you've you've discussed but yeah. that's not the reason if if you look at it just from those point po- that point of view it's like well it's a no-brainer just do it yeah but that's not the issue the issue is we're, we're going through a shift in thinking from from sort of i don't know a, a sort of productivity hours based way of judging measuring what people do yeah to to just measuring the impact regardless of almost how they do it yeah if you know not the, the how-tos might be the same because you might you know you'll still be sitting at a computer doing some work but you know what i mean it's it's like yeah. regardless of how how it's timed and between what hours and what hours it's completed yeah because actually it doesn't matter as long as it's completed by the time it needs to get done yeah it's irrelevant when it gets done yeah yeah absolutely and i so, think uh, looking at like business owners sort of looking at I mean, obviously, like you say, it's it's very dependent on on the different the different um, style of uh, the different type of business that it is. So, obviously, with your experience, you're you're talking about the manufacturing industry. My experience is sort of more um, well, it's actually not office based, but the the experience that experiences that I'm referencing are office based um, periods and. Yeah, it's it, it's very dependent on the different uh, different types of businesses. I think the, uh, the uh, I think a lot of it is this sort of idea of professionalism. You know, I've I've all the offices that I've worked in, everyone swears. You know, it's 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 not there. There isn't this sort of suited and booted thing. So so you have to wonder who who's creating that culture and what is it for. You know, yeah. Well, and I think I think these these things just happen yeah. over time. Yeah, you know. So and if, you look, if you look, if you look back, so I know twenty years, whatever it is, that everyone yeah. was in a in a shirt and tie. Yeah, you know that was just the way it was. It was just accepted, and then you know things the have changed thing. over yeah. over time. And and actually, um, you know, even going to an interview now, I never wear a tie. No. Never. Um, no. I'm, I wear a, a shirt and jacket unless I specifically know what what they wear yeah. in that business, and then I'll dress a little bit more smartly than they would normally do. Yeah, just to sort of make an effort and to show yeah. that I'm I'm making an effort to, to yeah. the interview. Um, so I don't know. Look, I mean, a lot of stuff has changed, and this is just one of the things that's changing. Yeah, and I think if you're in a business where, let's say, whatever the business is, it doesn't really matter, but there's I don't know ten people in the business, they can all do their work from home. Mm. then all good but yeah. if you're in an, a a manufacturing business where all the guys from the shop floor have to be there mm. you've got someone like me in the jobs i did who manages yeah. that department he's got to be there as well yeah absolutely although, yeah although that said i wasn't there you know for for the for the two shifts that were there but i overlapped both of them so you're not there all the time but you need to no. have 
you need to have you know contact with those people every well most days yeah sort of every day unless you're on holiday because you just make you know make other arrangements for that yeah um and then you you then got other departments who perhaps don't need to be there and they can work from home yeah and you get into the well it actually is that fair (laughs) (laughs) well you know you get all that so you will get you do get all that stuff because i've i've been there yeah yeah absolutely but those are the sort of things where as a company that is where you say yes it is fair you know perhaps that means you know some of the costs that it would cost to sort of or some of the costs it would save in office space and all of that sort of stuff maybe that means that the other employees who do have to be there who have to pay to get to work and stuff they might might be able to bump their wages up a little bit well, I mean, there is that as well. You know, it's not just a case of implementing these things, is it? You know, it's like if uh, I, I know, I mean, there's a guy I, I know relatively well on LinkedIn. He's, he's introduced a, a four-day working week. Yeah. Um, and it took him a long time to do it, and they considered all the, you know, all the the ups and downsides of it. Yeah. And it's been very successful, and people get paid the same as they did before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and they, and they just work very, you know, work, well, they work differently now. They work long longer days. Yeah, they get the work done, but actually they don't have to work long hours if the work's done. Yeah, because they'll be well, they'll be working longer hours. Yeah, so so it's it's flexibility both ways, isn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, in the same way as I remember, you know, with the company I'm thinking of when I'm when I'm saying a lot of the manufacturing stuff, they introduced mm. flexible working hours. So you had core hours between ten and twelve and two and four. So you had yeah. to be there for those. Anything outside of that, as long as you worked your hours each month, were flexible. Yeah. See, that sounds um, great yeah yeah which did did work pretty well however you then get someone booking a meeting for and this was this was a daily meeting mm. every single day at nine o'clock right yeah and it's like well hang on a minute you, that's that's straight away that's taken away some of the flexibility yeah exactly yeah and that's uh, and that's uh, that's what uh, yeah and that's kind of what we're alluding to is is that you know you you're the expectations should be clear from the, from the business to the employees, you know? Yeah. I mean, the the, Um, the same company also banned the use of personal mobile phones anywhere while on site. Yeah. So next, you know, within a few days of this, we're on the shop floor doing a walk round. They've got a bit of a problem and the manager says, Oh, can someone take a picture of that? (laughs) Everyone's like, "Um, well, no, no, we can't. We haven't got a camera. I can't use your phones. It's like, well, no, because you won't allow us to. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, oh, I'm sure it'll be all right for that. Just, well, no, you just, it won't, will it? No, no, yeah. Because <laughs> you, you can't have it all your own way. And this is the same yeah. company who also introduced loads of CCTV onto the shop floor. And it right. wasn't for people's safety. No. That's how they sold it. You know, so... It really is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, so, so, so there's, a, there's always a, a bigger picture, a bigger context to these things, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, massively, um, yeah. And when we're talking so, about going back to sort of the subject of efficiency like you know it's inefficient to be unclear to your staff you know yeah for for a multitude of reasons um like like you just said like that that example with the uh, cameras and the phones and stuff like that you know is that is that really going to make a difference would it not be better to just make sure that people are busy when they need to be busy and they want to be busy when they need to be busy you know well i suppose it, it comes back to sort of you know having a 
an engaged workforce and all these, yeah. you know, again, all these words that are banded around. Look, ultimately, I think what you want to be doing, and, and look, this runs into your recruitment process and all that kind of stuff. You want people yeah. there, you want to be there. Yeah. And, 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 you know, get something out of the work, not just money. And I appreciate that that's difficult with some jobs because some jobs are, you know, let's face it, we, we, we do them just to earn some money and that's the only reason we do them. Yeah. And we make the best of it while we're there. We find yeah. ways to enjoy it if we can. Um, so as with all... I haven't come of... across a job like that myself. I haven't come no. across a job like that. I've worked in quite a few now. Um, and, you know, the only thing that I've seen that really makes a job unenjoyable, even I, I used to canvas for Safe Style. Yeah. Right? And it's, it's the worst job I've ever done in my life. But the only reason that it was so bad is because... I mean, it was, it, you sort of got like 50 quid basic or something like that. And then stupid commission if you sold some windows sort of thing. Yeah. The only thing that really made that job really bad, even though it was quite difficult to sell windows to people who already have windows, is, you know, if you're starving hungry at work, what does it cost to, to say, here's a fiver for some lunch? Yeah. You know, it costs a fiver. But the mentality that you get from someone who's fed and is like, right, let's go out and get it. You know, you're already paying them peanuts to be there. Yeah. You know, something as simple as that could, could, could entirely change a business. And as you say, it's so simple. So, so yes. simple. You know? It's the little um, things, as they say. Yeah. And one, one that I've, I've banged on about for, for some years, I used to be into gaming um, yeah. computers. Um and you can get sort of you can get keyboards that have program programmable uh, buttons on them. Yeah. So I applied that to my work doing office work, and my my efficiency, my productivity was miles better than anyone else in the office, just purely yeah. for the fact that I, I I wasn't having to sort of use like awkward key combinations and remember them all i just had my you know copy paste all of these sort of things programmed on on my keyboard or my mouse i, I, had, uh, I had a mixture of, of the two and my productivity was insane but actually trying to encourage a, a business to spend 40 quid on a keyboard and mouse with programmable buttons is yeah. like impossible you know it, it, they, they, it's not even that you know you get laughed out of the office sort of thing. Yes, and I but think that's actually, sorry. Go on. You know, there's 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 something to it, you know. Well, look, I think you, in that instance you can demonstrate that there is a direct, not necessarily cost saving, but there's an improvement in efficiency, so people will get more done in their time. Yeah, which you could say, you know, it's, it's not a cost reduction because you're still paying for the people to be there; they just get more done. And yeah, you're not as you're not as behind on the work. Yep. But then there are other things that you can do that aren't so tangible. You can't measure them and they also don't get done. So it's bad enough when something doesn't get done, when someone says, like, if we invest this amount of money, we will achieve this amount of money. Mm. Um, but there are the things that actually, if we just, I don't know, if we just decorate the canteen, we yes. will see some benefits. And the benefits aren't necessarily in terms of, you know, profit or turnover. Mm. But yep. the benefits might just be, and exclusively and nothing more, people might just enjoy sitting in the canteen more. Yeah. Actually, you might then see a benefit from a financial point of view. Yeah. But if nothing else, you're demonstrating that you care enough to do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
so I don't know. I, I think, I mean, we're, we're sort of done time-wise. We're, um, I think we should probably kind of finish off now. Um, yep. I think the thing, that, the thing that sort of stood out to me in my thinking as we went through that is that I think the reason why we start off, we start off with a subject, we start off talking about efficiency. Mm. The reason why such simple things become so complicated is because there are so many things ta- attached to them. So we started off talking about just efficiency and think about all the things we've talked about. You, as soon as you get into the, the, the thinking stuff, the people but stuff. Agree. Yeah, but it's all, when, when you get into sort of opinions and different points of view, mm. that's when it starts to get difficult. This is just my yeah. thinking right now. Um, and that's where my, my work is. So that's kind of probably why, I, well, that is why I'm thinking that, because that is my thinking anyway. If you can get, the, yeah. get people's brains working in the right way, yeah. then all this other stuff becomes easier. So yeah. I just didn't know if you had, you know, just a, a brief sort of paragraph of what you got from this, what you think is a result of this conversation. Well, a brief paragraph from me is, uh, is a rare. Oh, no. That's why that's I, I, I found the need to say it then. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not sure. Like, if there's if there are any business owners listening, I I highly recommend Dave for a start. Um, you know, I, we, we I mean, you know, me and you have had conversations where you know we've 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 talked spoken about efficiency and stuff before, and you know, I I see what you're saying and not to toot my own horn or anything, but I do know what I'm, I'm talking about, even though I yeah. shouldn't, I do. And well, I, I, I really think that if business owners invested more in sort of someone like you, they could, they could realize genuine efficiency, productivity and profit. But also it would just be nicer to run the business. It would just be nicer yeah. to be at work. You know, yeah. that's the main thing. You know, is it's it's not about sort of like oh, let's just get, earn some more money, but it's also about let's have a good time at work. You know, work does not have to be difficult and laborious and boring and all the rest of it. You know, if you are engaged in the work that you are doing, it's a bit like LinkedIn. You know, if people are, if you say the right things, if you if you act in this in the right way, people will be engaged, and it's exactly the same at work. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that, that sort of just comes back to the don't be a dick. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, a lot of nice saying, just be, just be nice to everyone. You know. Yeah. Um, I don't mean, you know, and I suppose it's just almost sort of full full circle. It doesn't mean you have to take responsibility for everyone's feelings. No. But just do the decent thing, do the right thing. Yeah. And you and you will get it back in some way. Yeah, and if you're not sure, ask. You know, you don't yes. have to be a business owner that knows everything under the fucking sun. You know. It's sometimes it's just about being like, mm, something's not right here. I don't know what it is. I need someone yeah. to help me find it. You know, and there's nothing wrong with asking in the slightest. No, absolutely. Um, I would actively encourage it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay, mate. Well, thank you very much for that. And yeah, uh, nice I'm one. sure. I'm sure this is the first of the first of many. Absolutely. So I think we'll, it feels we'll like there's more to say already. Yes. Well, there will be. <laughs> so something. Something. There will be some subjects that come from this. Yeah. Brilliant. And we'll start to maybe find a bit more direction as we go on. But thank you very yeah. much. And I will speak to you soon, mate. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Thank you very much for listening to the latest episode of the Bullshit Detective podcast. 
Uh, thanks very much to Dan Mason for coming on. Uh, I'm sure it's actually going to be the first of many. I think we'll talk again about something else. Uh, but as again, oh, I just made another mistake. There you go. This happens. Uh, thank you very much for listening. I'll speak to you soon. Cheers. Bye.